millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Why? You ain't got no alibi. I'm Gary from the YouTube, and we're here to do some more tier lists in isolation. I'm joined, as always, by another Gary YouTube. Gary, how are you today? Hi, Gary YouTube. It's great to be here with you, Gary YouTube. My headphones are a touch loud, so I'm just going to crank them down a bit, Gary YouTube. But I'm doing I've good, got... Gary YouTube. How is, how is everything in your isolation station, Gary YouTube? It's as good as it possibly can be under the circumstances. I can't complain. That's all I've got to say. But we're here today to rank some money in the bank cash-ins because, of course, money in the bank is coming up next weekend. Is it, Gary? Is it next weekend? It is indeed, Gary. And I don't know how excited are you to watch your favourite wrestlers fighting through an office building. Oh, like Die Hard in reverse. Oh. I can't wait, me. I'm, I'm very happy that this this pandemic around the world at the minute is forcing them to be more creative than they have to be, and it's fantastic. I can't wait to see what they do. After the boneyard and stuff, it's going to be fantastic, isn't it? Oh, apparently they've already filmed most of it, so it's going to be very exciting for whatever it is, yeah. I Bloody can't wait. hell. I'm all for it. So we're here to speak about 23 cash-ins in the history of Money in the Bank. Four unsuccessful attempts, the rest of them successful. Lots of great memories that we're not going to leave alone, Carrie. So let's get cracking <laughs> with the knocking and hit the intro of Powers from Above. you might know by now but also you might not know you might be brand new here i don't know we have several ranking tiers in this tier list thing we have the best lovely 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 all right just about bearable and get in the bin gary and we're starting gary <laughs> with one hell of a cash in that just belongs in the best i don't care what you have to say it's Dolph ziggler from the night after wrestlemania 29 what i love about these gary is that you already know where these are going so I, I could just go, yeah, whatever, and just you could guide this for the whole day. But no, no, there's a, there's a pantheon of money in the bank cashins. You're a pantheon. And Ziggler's, it's, just, it's, like, it's, it's like the WrestleMania 17 of cashins, is it not? Do you know no, what? That's I, maybe the WrestleMania 19 of cashins. Well, it's, it, it's, it's up there, but, there's, <laughs> but not completely the full ticket. Um, you yeah. know what? I am going to put it in the best anyway. I was going to put it in the best anyway, but it's the fact that it's... It was that night where, like, it was like a double turn, wasn't it? It was, it yeah. was on, like, Alberto Del River had become the champion and was meant to be a good guy, but no one really liked him. And Ziggler was the bad guy and everybody loved him. And the moment that Ziggler's music hit, and by this point, everybody is, is educated into what happens here. It's almost Pavlovian. 
in the sense that as soon as that guy's music hits, you go, oh, they've got the briefcase. Oh, he's the champion and he's not very well in the ring. Oh, things are about to happen. So the pop was just, was, was ear busting for when Ziggler ran out. And then, of course, Ziggler won the thing and went on to have a very non-title reign <laughs> with it, which was the saddest they- part of all. It was a he was a victim of the times, wasn't he? Because there was sort of the time when the world heavyweight championship just wasn't a world title, was it? It wasn't, but even so, like it was the fact that he didn't really do anything with the belt. Like I, I feel like there wasn't enough stock behind Dolph Ziggler as the guy, and and so we didn't really see him do much in the history books. He will always be a former world heavyweight champion, but for me, the peak of his world heavyweight title time is winning the darn thing as a cash-in. Because it was everything that we love about a cash-in. It was, it was, it was all, the, all the popular cash-in tropes. And we're going to see all of these as we go through the Pantheon, as you said earlier, which is Wounded Champion, Sudden Hit of Theme Music, Panic in the Ring, Hand Over the Briefcase, Very Slow Ref, Ref Shouts at the <laughs> Announcer, Crowd Pop, Wrestler in the Corner, Shaking Violently, finish move and other things uh, but they tease us what a touch longer than normal but the best without a doubt hoy it in the best gary it's in the best gary i just kind of why don't they do it because the agenda was sort of just put to one side they saw the uh, the organic crowd reaction for ziggler as you say this was a baby face no one wanted to win a heel everyone wanted to win and the agenda by wwe was put to one side which they should do more often but they don't for some reason why do you think that is gary i think why why <laughs> why gary why <laughs> uh, i they just they didn't seem that invested in oh, i think they wanted to be but even though he won the money in the bank briefcase they didn't seem that invested in him as a thing and i'm um, um, my my memory fails me as to what happened in the weeks after that that led to the the title reign being cut so short but it felt like they 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 given up on the alberto experiment and uh, as a, as a top face like can you, you remember, never... can you remember sorry can you remember the match that uh, del rio had just been through before ziggler cashed in because i couldn't until i did a bit of research before we came on here was it was it a triple threat or am I? It was a handicap match oh. against Jack Swagger and Zeb Coulter. Well, no wonder he was cream crackered. Oh. Good old Uncle Zeb. So there we have it. Dolph Ziggler is in the best tier. And now we're moving on to a cash in that happened just last year, Mr. Gary Ochoab. And Alexa Bliss just wasn't taking any bollocks, was she? She won, oh. the, she won the briefcase, cashed it in later in the night. You know what? I'm going to put this. I'm going to put this in the best as well, because on this one particular night, to, to the shock of everybody, that was the Gary YouTube Express going past, by the way, uh, to the shock of everybody, <laughs> Alexa Bliss became a world beater. Like, Bliss won the, the briefcase, and then it was Nia Jax and Ronda Rousey, and out comes Alexa Bliss, clatters Nia Jax, clatters Ronda Rousey, gets in the ring, clatters Nia Jacksonville and pins her like where did this world beating Alexa Bliss come from she would get her comeuppance granted but on this night it was like all of us it was it was as if somebody gave her superpowers backstage and went okay congratulations you are now the Steve Austin of the women's division but just for tonight 
go out there and just batter the 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 biggest in terms of size in terms of in terms of physique woman on the roster and the biggest in terms of star on the women's roster as well just go batter them both win the belt get on with it it's great i thought it was the best I loved it. I'm going, to dis- I'm going to disagree with you heavily here just because of the narrative and the story we were told coming into WrestleMania 34, 35, whatever number it was, 34, <laughs> we had uh, Nia ja- Sorry, this is 2018 or 2019, wasn't it? We had Nia Jax being bullied by Alexa Bliss, being called a fat bastard and stuff like that. I don't believe she was. Was that the actual That was a direct quote from Alexa Bliss. And then we had Nia Jax. She had the fantastic moment at WrestleMania beating Alexa Bliss. But then the bully goes and prospers by cashing in and making the bully E. The bullied. Shut up, Alexa. We had the bullied. She's in the background there. Alexa YouTube. Having her pants pulled down by the bully once again, so the bully goes and prospers. I don't agree with that storyline whatsoever. Well, I'll be honest. If it, if that had happened to other people, I'd be upset by it. But I I don't know whether and I, I'm sure you know this from um, from watching Raw lately, Gary. Um, Nia Jax is very unlikable. <laughs> like, in, Do you see are that? we meant to like her at the moment? Like, is she meant to be a good guy? Because I think she's a heel at the minute. She's a heel at the minute, isn't she? She's been very stern-faced and very... See, isn't that weird? Because I kind of got the impression they want her to be a good guy because she was in there... The majority of her matches have been against heels. So I thought, Hmm. okay, you're making her a good guy. But but she's very unlikable. So good luck with that. Uh, I feel like had there been a live crowd at Raw with Nia Jax and Kyrie Sane wrestled, they'd have just booed Nia out of the building. They'd have made the decision for him. But Nia here again was just, I don't buy the whole, I'm being bullied by that little person over there. I don't buy it from Nia. And I didn't buy it. And I was happy to see Alexa Bliss on this one night, just burn the booking sheet and just become a world beater. God, you've never been there, have you? I've <laughs> been there where Nia was being called all sorts no, of names I, I, it's horrible I, have. I absolutely have I, I absolutely have and I st- still am to this day but it doesn't mean I dis- but I can't bring myself to align myself with Naya like if we were in school and we were both getting bullied I probably still wouldn't hang out with her but mm. <laughs> just at a point well, I'll tell you what I've got control of this tier list Gary so I'm going to do a first compromise of the night oh, you, I owe you one back you're saying the best I'm going to put this in lovely 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 just because of the narrative all but right. it was one hell of a moment. And it was in Chicago as well, which made the pop all the greater because that Chicago crowd, that arena that Steve Austin fetishizes over with a wooden roof and whatnot. He loves it, so he does. He loves a wooden <laughs> roof. It just made for a fantastic moment. And we're moving on now, Tom slash Gary, to another one in terms of the pantheon of Money in the Bank cashings that deserves to be right at the top. If Ziggler would move, that would be lovely. There you go. Seth Rollins. All right, okay. I sound like a broken record here. That's got to be the best. It is the best. Because it's, it's, the best? it's an absolute moment. It's, it's unheard of at WrestleMania to play this kind of buggery in the main event. It's unheard of. Like, the, the WrestleMania main event up until, like, the year 2000 was sacred. It was, this is where the, the, the star, the, good, the goodest of good guys, the ultimate hero, finally triumphs over adversity. And then obviously it's to WrestleMania 2000, WrestleMania 16, Triple H beat The Rock and that all changed forever. And then, but even so, there was still this element of this is still a rivalry being settled. 
in the very top of the night. And then to have that at the end of the night, like that blows that out of the water as well. It was incredible. And though, what made it better was it, there were, it looked like it was a foregone conclusion that Roman Reigns was obviously going to beat Brock Lesnar to become champion. All of a sudden, Rollins, who lost earlier in the night to Randy Orton, of course, you forgot about Rollins. You forgot he existed. And down he came with a tight uh, the, the briefcase, sorry, cashed it in, said thank you to Roman on his way out. It was lo a lovely little moment if you picked up on it. Have you seen that one before? Everyone shared it, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, the thank little, you, little Thank you moment. very much. <laughs> thank you for the belt, Romulus. It's very kind so, of you. But uh, it was just that swerve that made the moment so good. And it, as you say, the WrestleMania made of it. I don't know what we need to say about Seth Rollins cash, and it's all been said, hasn't it? But we're going to move on now, Gareth, to another one that's a bit... Oh, it's a funny one, this. John Cena. Oh, uh who was too proud to cash in on a weakened opponent in the spirit of Money in the Bank. So he had to challenge somebody ahead of time. That man was CM Punk at the Raw 1000 episode. Then bloody hell, the star of Netflix's The Big Show Show, The Big Show Paul White, <laughs> he came down, uh, got the DQ after Cena looked like he was going to tap out Punk and the cash-in was failed. Aww. It was uh, it was a bit of a, a bit of a damp squib. This one. Um, it was. I, I, I liked. I, you had an opportunity to make John Cena heel here that, that they never got again <laughs> by having. You could have had him just run out and be a dick with it. But the whole thing of I'm going to tell you when I'm doing it. Raw 1000. Oh great! And they had a good match. It wasn't them winning the back match, but it was good. And uh, then yeah, then Big Show throwing it out as a DQ. This is one of my. This is one of my least favorite cash-ins. Um, so I'm gonna, but I'm gonna be nice and put it in just about bearable. I was gonna say just about bearable as well, because mm. I think they, they, did they cave to the internet here? Is that a thing WWE does? It seems like something that's caved to sort of perception and fans' I, perspective. Oh. I feel like they did that thing, which they always do, where they kind of paint themselves into a corner. And they go, well, we're, we're going to make this match happen. But we don't want to take the belt off CM Punk. But we don't want to, you know, we don't have John Cena lose clean. So why have you booked it then? Why have you booked it? Why have you done this? Yeah. Um, but it's, uh, it's, it's a weird one. And I think that they just put themselves into an awkward situation whereby they had to find a, a way out. And it was a, it was a pretty lazy way out. I, I wouldn't have done this at all. I wouldn't have even had John Cena win the darn briefcase. Like there's nothing to gain from a John Cena winning the briefcase. Although it was, <clears throat> am I right in thinking that this was during the year <clears throat> where like John Cena was, it was in the run up to John Cena facing The Rock. I do believe so, yeah. And it was that whole thing of the whole year was John Cena can't get a break. Like, John mm -hmm. Cena has just been on this, on, you know, he's, John Cena's flattening his own curve. Again, he's just losing everything. And maybe it was like, and it was like, hey, here's a, I've got a, got a golden ticket to get back into it. And then doesn't get it and goes into another feud with the big show. Uh, just about bearable for me still. Yeah, but the funny thing is, if Cena did it properly in the spirit of Money in the Bank, he would now be the most world title reigns ever in the history of the world ever. He would indeed. Ric Flair would be crying. But he was too noble <laughs> and it backfired because it sucks to be you, John Cena. I can't believe I just said that. So next up, Tom, we're moving on to Rob Van Dam, ECW One Night Stand 2006. This is another example of a person who was... Being very noble and saying, I'm not going to do it the dirty way, I'm going to do it the noble way. But there was a difference here because, of course, this was an ECW event. Cena was the opposite to ECW. 
uh, RVD was Mr. ECW. How do you feel about Paul Heyman being the man to count the pinfall stuff like that that sort of threw the rule book out the window? Well, I like that bit. That bit was great. That bit was very in keeping with ECW because Paul Heyman was like, well, as the owner, I'm authority here. So I, I can count the three. So I liked that bit. I loved that whole cash in. But you know what? Thing is, right? You've played Bean Boozled, haven't you, Gary? I've never heard of what you just Bean said Boozled. there. What the hell so it's the, just... it's the it's the game where it's like those it's those uh, like those sweets, those beans, and you eat them, and they've all got different flavors in. You don't know whether or not they're going to be a nice flavor or a nasty flavor, and you'll have right. some, and, like they'll, they'll be, and there'll be novelty flavors. They'll be like sometimes you'll get a watermelon, and you'll put you into it, and it'll taste like dirty socks, and like on the way down, right. and it's ugh. right. This was like this whole thing was. This was losing at Bean Boozled because you had Rob Van Dam beat John Cena in one of the greatest WWE title matches of the modern era in that white hot Hammerstein ballroom. Everyone baying for the blood of Cena. It was the closest that we ever got to seeing John Cena as a heel and it was so tantalizingly good. And then it was Rob Van Dam becoming the WWE champion. It was the moment that that, that kick-started the return of ECW. And that is where you realize that you're not chewing watermelon, you're chewing socks. Because <laughs> then it's ECW run by WWE, and we all know what happens there. And it's sad. But this was the moment, like in this moment, you've just placed the bean boozle bean in your mouth, and it's great. you think it's going all right. And I want to live in that moment. So I want to, I still want to put this, I want to put this in the best, but because of... No, sod it, it's in the best. I'm putting it it's in, in the, the best. best. It's got to be in the best. But in terms of Rollins and Ziggler, I would say it's third or is it second? Uh, I would put it above Ziggler, but maybe behind Rollins. Maybe. Behind Rollins, but above Ziggler. It was just that crowd. The, if Cena wins, we, we riot. The God. whole stick with the T-shirt was fantastic. So good! Edge, getting invo Edge got involved as well, wearing a motorcycle helmet. That's a thing that happened. I forgot about that until that just was now. A touch, <laughs> that bit was a touch overbooked. We could have done without that bit. But regardless, yeah. uh, oh, it was phenomenal. Phenomenal. It's it was the still best. one hell of a... Because Rob Van Damme, he'd been around for like five, six years in, in WWE at that point. Never really got there. He had that stuff in the invasion angle with Austin and Angle and people like that. And then he finally gets there a few years later. It was a great moment... <laughs> All the same. And then speaking about moments that were not great, we move on to Braun Strowman, Gary. Okay. Do you remember um, this? I, do, you, do you know what? I'm, isn't it weird how I you can sit and recall stuff from the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the noughties. I'm now fighting with my own memory to recall the Braun Strowman cash-in. Well, uh, let me tell you what successful. happened, Gary. Go on, Gary. <laughs> tell me what happened, Gary. Braun Strowman, the monster among memes, as I used to call him back in the day, because every single time we saw him, he was lifting something heavy and creating a memeable moment. He was turned heel by WWE because Roman Reigns beat Brock Lesnar at that SummerSlam to capture the Universal title. Braun had the Money in the Bank briefcase. Roman needed a challenge yesterday. Turned Braun heel, aligned him with heel McIntyre and heel Ziggler. That was a three-man stable for one point. And then they had a Hell in a Cell match where the stipulation started to nosedive. Do you remember what happened in this Hell in a Cell match, Gary? <laughs> You're going to have there to tell me. There was an interference. There was an interference. There was an interference right at the end by Brock 
Lesnar, who oh, caused yes. a, hell in a, a Hell in a Cell match to be thrown out. Oh. Now, this obviously was nowhere near as bad as what Rollins and The Fiend did inside Hell in a Cell, but it was a, the start of the nosedive of the Hell in a Cell stipulation. Oh, so sh- now your memory's been rejogged, what you're saying. Stick this in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> Stick this in the bin. Uh, this is. This was just one of those... It was somebody. It was someone that Braun Strowman doesn't need to be the monster. He's the, he was the monster in the bank. Of course, he was. He doesn't need it. He doesn't need that, and it just feels like a waste. Because you could have just booked Roman and Braun Hell in a Cell because of reasons. Like the whole thing with the Money in the Bank briefcase is it. it it's at its most successful when it is building somebody to the next level, when it moves somebody up a couple of notches. Braun's already there. Cena was already there. He didn't need it. Like, it was... And, and, and it felt throwaway to do it that way. You, it was one of those matches where, <clears throat> now I recall it, it was like, were there other plans for the Money in the Bank briefcase that they just, and they, and they couldn't do them for whatever reason? Uh, so they went with this instead as a last minute thing. I don't know. Either way, stick it in the bin. Stick the monster in the bin. Be, that whole Braun Strowman <laughs> heel turn was absolutely baffling because you go back to 2017 when Braun Strowman, you were saying looking for a reason to have a Hell in a Cell match between Roman and Braun. Braun tried to murder Roman on several occasions. <laughs> There's your reason there. Go and have the match after that. But then the heel turn. Oh, why does a man that big need backup? They should have cut. Ca- just it, ca- it takes you back to No Mercy 2017, where Braun Strowman lost to Brock Lesnar via one F5. And you just think if, if Braun had beat Lesnar then, and he was Universal Champion, how much better would it be than Braun now being Universal Champion with no chutzpah whatsoever? It just backtracks a belief, doesn't it, Tom? (laughs) It does, yeah. So now we're going back to last year, Tom slash Gary, and we have Brock Lesnar. (laughs) Do you remember this? Yeah. This was bollocks from the start. We go back to Money in the Bank 2019. Lesnar wins the briefcase when he wasn't even in the match. (laughs) He just rocked rocked up and went, oh, by the way, this is mine now, lads. Away you go. And now, and now, the one, the one redeeming thing about Brock Lesnar's run as Mr. Money in the Bank was him turning it into a ghetto blaster. That's the one redeeming factoid here. Another guy that didn't need it. But I, the, mm-hmm. the difference, I don't know, the, the one sort of somewhat saving grace, I mean, this isn't getting just above bearable. Um, the one sort of saving grace is, it's that idea, and Paul Heyman, as he is always so eloquent at doing, put this over on television by saying, like, listen, if you're a champion WWE, I'd be terrified right now because the most dominant wrestler in the history of this company can come for your belt whenever he wants to. Like, literally whenever he wants to. He can, like, he can be having his tea, he can put his fork down, and he can be out beating you up any minute now. Like, that is, that bit is, is intriguing. And, but then lo and behold, it be, we kind of just saw it he just beat Seth Rollins with somewhat the greatest of ease. Seth won it back eventually, but didn't do anything for me seeing Brock with the belt again. Like it doesn't like now it as it doesn't now. Like seeing Brock Lesnar back at the top doesn't do anything for me anymore. Like we need a long break from Lesnar, a long break. 
for him to come back with any sort of intrigue again. But this particular cash-in, again, it's a waste of that great opportunity with the briefcase. Uh, so just, but I'm putting it in just about bearable as there was far more intrigue about Lesnar having the briefcase than there was with Braun, who just went, yeah. I'm, I've got some mates now who are gonna look after me. Oh, and by the way, here's exactly when I'm cashing it in. I bought you a train ticket to get you there. Like, it just, they don't need that. The, the, the jeopardy of Lesnar puts this just above bearable. What did you make of, uh, just going back to when Lesnar won the briefcase, what did you make of Ali's role in that? Can you remember that? When Ali was, was top of the ladder and he froze in time for about five minutes as Lesnar walked out of the ring. <laughs> officially, officially the, the last great moment of Ali. <laughs> like, just killed the guy. Like, why, why even put him in that situation? I know with wrestling, we have to accept the fact that never get a wrestler to change a light bulb because it'll take them four hours to get up the pig in ladder. You, <laughs> so, like, you, you kind of forgive a lot of stuff, but to have Ali up there, but duh, what's happening? Is he coming for me? Oh, best keep an eye on it. So that guy got run over by a steamroller in Austin Powers, who just stood there going, <laughs> no! It was that, it was rubbish. Ruined. It's 26 minutes you... on the camera, by the way. Yeah, I know, we're fine. We're fine, Gary, we're fine, don't worry. Just I'm checking. gonna count down with you. Just checking, we're just checking. Can you remember the match that Lesnar cashed in on Rollins? What what match did Rollins just have? Because I, this was a bit of an acid trip for me when I read it back. It was, was it not against Baron Corbon? Was it not that Corbon's rules match with Lacey Evans as It was as Corbin the and Lacey. Yeah, Corbin and Lacey against Becky and Rollins for both the titles. Oh, yeah. Oh, how mental's that? That was it. That was it. That was it because Becky got taken out by <clears throat> the end of days. And then, so she wasn't in the picture when Brocky Brocky turned up and went, way bang, F5, yeah, thank you very madness. much. Absolute madness. Weird times, weird times. So there it is in just about bearable. So next up, we're going back to Tula Curly Cut 2011. We have Daniel Bryan winning the World Heavyweight Championship from the Big Show. What's your memories from this oh, one, Gary? Oh, this was Big Show and Mark Henry. Was it a chairs, man? <laughs> It was a chairs match. Just clattering <laughs> each other. Both go down. Here comes Daniel Bryan. Like, pre-best wrestler ever. Pre-beard. Just kind of skinny boy Daniel Bryan. <laughs> just comes charging to the ring. Becomes the World Heavyweight Champion. You know what? I was delighted. I was delighted. There was, so, there was so much to love about this because it was so nuanced. This was the start of the heel turn for Daniel Bryan, the start of the maniacal yes chance. I think they started at this event, maybe. Maybe they happened just before, I can't quite remember. But Daniel Bryan promised to save his cash in for WrestleMania and then went, nope, <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it on the big show, who was knocked out and then Bryan reacted like he just beat, I don't know, The Undertaker, all of them, all the Undertakers in a handicap match all at the same time. <laughs> but I loved him at this time because he reacted like this for every win. I think he won a match by DQ when he was world champion and he was outside the ring doing laps, doing all this. <laughs> it was brilliant. Like, because that's if I was a if I was a chicken heel, that'd be how I'd be. I think I'd just be like, no matter yeah. one, it's fine. It's all that matters. Uh, but this was the I'm putting this putting this up there at the best. Uh, or it's the bottom of the best here for sure. Bottom of the best. Um, or is it lovely, lovely? No, definitely bottom of the best. Oh, actually, I would even put this above Ziggler, maybe? No, the pop for Ziggler was great. I'm going to put... The pop for Ziggler was yeah, better. Yeah, okay, i yeah. put this in the best. Great showing by Brian. Hilarious banter. 
Uh, big show, Mark Henry. Uh, it was good. To see, sad to see. Was it Mark Henry was world champion, wasn't he? At this point. Yeah. No. no but, but, uh, I thought Henry did the big show beat Henry. I can't it remember. Was the end of the, it was the end of the Hall of Pain. Basically, I think the Big Show defeated Henry in a chairs match, and then Brian came down and beat the Big Show. <laughs> Why was the Big Show knocked out though? I can't remember. You'll know in the comments below. Tell us Bloody in the hell. comments. I'm sure you will. Yeah, we're, we're wrong every time with these tier. Li- well, I'm wrong anyway. Every single time with these tier rankings, nobody agrees with me ever. Anyway, so there we have Daniel Bryan back in 2011 in the bottom of the best tier. But next up, Gary, we're going back to 2009 and when CM Punk cashed in on Jeffrey Hardy. Ooh. Now this, I... Oh, man, this was a good one as well. I'm, I'm nervous when we get too many of the best. So what I liked about this one was the, the jeopardy in the sense that it wasn't just a case of CM Punk charges out there, hits his finisher, and he's done. Like, Jeff put up a fight. Like, Jeff really clawed for it. And Jeff was so great in this moment. Uh, and my eyes were drawn to Jeff as this was happening because you see Jeff clawing himself up to his feet in the corner. Like, he is spent. And Punk is out there. Uh, and almost like, and just apes exactly the same movements as he did with his first cash in. Like, hands the briefcase over, takes his shirt off, starts rolling his hands. And it's just, there's Jeff Hardy just crawling back up. And Jeff Hardy, like, you, you get a feeling that maybe Jeff Hardy might be the one that survives this. But he doesn't, and and Punk wins. Um, I'm going to say lovely, lovely, lovely. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I don't think it's as good as some of the other cashes we've talked about today, but it's still a solid cash-in moment. I don't think we have to be worried about putting too many in the best because a money in the bank cashing when it's done properly is amazing. It's always an amazing moment. And I think this is, I'm going to say a big claim here. I'm going to say this is the best one minute match in WWE history. Wow. Really? <laughs> we had. I think you clearly not seen King Jeff- Kong Bundy versus SD Jones from WrestleMania 1. <laughs> uh, I have. Um, but yeah, less said about that the better. I don't know. Um, <laughs> But I, we had uh, Jeff Hardy kicked out of a, a go-to-sleep attempt. He then rolled up CM Punk, and Punk kicked out of that. Then, obviously, Punk was going to win. But this was, again, just like the Brian, as we were just speaking about there, the 2011 cash-in. This was the, this, the start of a heel turn for Punk. 
Because Punk was a babyface coming into this, and obviously Jeff was a babyface after just beating Edge in a ladder match, I do believe. Yep, in the World, yeah, for the World Heavyweight Championship. Um, so this was the sort of a slow, nuanced thing with CM Punk becoming a heel. And I, th- I, I like nuanced things. Mm. I like it when it's just like a little, sh- a little shade here and there. And he said another word there. A little shade here and there. Not, not like too obvious. Too, you know what I mean? They just they that, take you on that me? journey, don't they? You don't want, you know, if you got a roller coaster, you don't want all the loops straight away. You want to get them near the end. You want to really go for a while there, and they kind of built nicer to that. the The obvious storyline difference between them is, yeah, you know, Jeff Hardy, who's got a history of, you know, um, troubles, um, and you've got CM Punk, who's, clear, who's straight, who's straight edge. So it's a, it's an immediate, easy story tell. And um, and they and they told it well, and this was a good chapter from it. I think it's lovely, lovely, lovely. Oh, is it lovely, 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 or bottom of the best? We'll put it at the top of lovely, lovely, lovely just for Very now. Very tippity, tippity, would, tippity top of lovely, lovely, lovely. I would advocate for it to go into the top. We'll see at the end of the video. But next up, we're going on to the Miz. Hmm. So this is Miz so on Randy this- Orton, wasn't it? Set the scene here, yeah, he cashed in on Orton after a beat. So Orton had been beaten down by the Nexus, but then also had a match, a title defence against Wade Barrett, which he won, thanks to the help of John Cena. And then The Miz cashed in, and it wasn't just a straightforward cash, and it was much like uh, CM Punk and Jeff Hardy. There was a bit of a back and forth, then ultimately... The Miz went and won. That woman, or sorry, that woman, that child, that small girl, had a face like a slapped ass. One of the best moments in in wrestling crowd history, maybe. But I, it was it was good. One, it, it was good for a cash in. It was good. Um, it might have it, it might have left you with a sour taste in the mouth, like one of those beans, because it's the Miz. Yeah, I think you initially, I think you immediately had a sour taste in your mouth. Um, and by that point as well. Uh, from what I remember, my, and I may have a bad memory on this, because by this point, we talked about this at the start of, of, our, of our chat, Gary, like the Pavlovian response that people give to cash-ins, where it's the music of the guy hits, or the girl hits, and out they come, you know what's happening. You know more, more than likely than not they're about to win the championship. So when Miz came out, I remember there was a reaction. I don't think it was the loudest. I don't think it was the most positive, because I think via Pavlovian response, people knew... Oh, Miz is becoming the champ now. Okay. I don't know. My memory may be incorrect on that, but I don't remember it being particularly uh, as loud and proud as some of the ones that we've talked about tonight. Um, and then obviously he went on to WrestleMania. And to, oh, I don't need to talk about what? that. <laughs> that was a thing that happened. That was. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this in meh. All right, I was going to say the same thing as well. Mm. It's you can look at it from a standpoint of you know it's the maze, nuclear heat, and all of that. But as you say, it wasn't really. It, I think it was when the, the, it sort of settled in, and you realised, bloody hell, the maze is world champion. I mm. think that's when it set in. But it wasn't as big as it probably could have been. Yeah, I think that he kind of he got lost in the shuffle a bit leading into WrestleMania. There were so many big things going on around there. Like the whole story was The Rock and Cena going back and forth. The Miz was a bit player. Like the WWE champion was an afterthought in the main event of WrestleMania. And then they tried to alter that by having him win by DQ, win by a draw, get a count out victory. They, it was a, they did a double count out, didn't they? Then The Rock restarted the match. And then The oh. Miz survived and won. And then The Miz got beaten up by The Rock. It was a it was a mech cash in that led to I'm sorry uh, Mike Mizanin a meh 
run as champion, despite the fact that you're in the top of the tree at WrestleMania. Nah, nah. Yeah, the best thing about that reign was the promo package he got for that WrestleMania match. Oh, that was the best thing about his reign. And the entrance with the awesome thing all inflated. Yeah. That was cool too. Lovely balloons. Lovely, lovely balloons. But now we're going back to 2007 and a moment where Edge was like, Mr. Kennedy, would you mind putting that there briefcase on the line? Mr. Kennedy said, yes, I'll do that, Adam. I'll have no problem in defending <laughs> it. But no, Edge went and took it away from him. Then we went on to SmackDown. It was, it was a Batista versus Undertaker in a steel cage. Mark Henry then comes down, lays down the Undertaker a bit more. Undertaker's bleeding. He's battered. He's absolutely cream-crackered. <laughs> And then who comes down? It's Edge, and he cashes in to become champion once again. What I'm sad about is what could have been, because this was meant to be Mr. Kennedy becoming WWE champion. Uh, I, I, we, I listened to, um, I believe it was Grilling JR, where they did a whole breakdown of Mr. Kennedy and Ken Anderson, and obviously Mr. Kennedy got injured, and a, a very quick decision was made to fly Mr. Kennedy too raw for that night to drop the briefcase because they had to get the championship off the undertaker because the undertaker was pagged stop me if you've heard this one before um <laughs> and so so the plan was going to be for kennedy to do it but then kennedy got hurt so it's like okay we're just going to give it to edge um and kennedy always says i regret not speaking up not suggesting other things we could have done instead of me just dropping the briefcase because it all felt very sudden and it, it felt sudden because it was sudden um, in terms of like the cash in, um, Ed, Edge did Edge's first cash in far superior to this because it didn't feel yeah. as rushed. Um, but this was money. It almost felt like Money in the Bank was made for Edge, the ultimate yeah. opportunist. And this this was the ultimate opportunity to win the title. He went and did it, which is what I liked about it. Because Undertaker not only been through a steel cage match against the Animal who walks alone inside a pit of danger, <laughs> but he also got laid out by the world's strongest man, and then down comes Edge and wins the title. I thought it was great, me. <laughs> Where would you put this, then? I'm... I would put this in lovely, lovely, lovely. I think it's better than The Miz's. Okay. But not quite as good as maybe some of the best, obviously. Okay, I will, I will agree for it to works. go into lovely, lovely, lovely. Just because of the tactics. Yeah. I like. Do you like tactics in wrestling when something's like really obvious and logical? And they make your breath smell nice. They do. Which ones do you prefer? The green ones or the orange ones or the white big ones? Fan, or is there more now? Big fan of the green ones. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a green man as well. I love the green ones. But next on, we're going off to 2016. Mr. Gary YouTube and Mr. Dean Ambrose winning the title on a night where all three members of the Shield held the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Oh, I'm... I think for historical, this needs to be in the best. There's a lot of bests in there. Do you know what we're learning today? Cashins are great, aren't they? They are fantastic, Cashins aren't they? Are Whoever came up with that is a genius. Somebody, somebody said <laughs> we, need a, we need a Royal Rumble type match, but for people with attention deficit. So let's, <laughs> let's just have it so they can have a match whatever they want. Um, yeah. So that, yeah, I, this is the best. The, the whole, the historical nature of it, where the fact that within like a two minute and 30 second window, all three members of the Shield hold the WWE Championship. Like a moment like that is, is lightning hitting the earth and it won't happen again. And, and I love the significance of it. And, and it was, we talk about nuanced storytelling. Don't we, Gary YouTube? We love a bit of nuanced storytelling. We do, yeah, it, we love it. It's, it's Seth Rollins, it's the hubris of Seth Rollins who wins the championship 
but then has it stripped from him in the same fashion that he won the first one. Like, it's that story that's being told there, and it's Roman Reigns, initially, even before that, sort of finally coming head-to-head -head with one of his former teammates, getting usurped by him, and then the other one sneaking in and going, nah, such a both. I'm having this. Um, it then led to a weird title reign for Dean Ambrose. and uh... Because he's so wacky, so funny, getting out of taxis with a World Heavyweight Championship and leaving it in chip shops or whatever he did. He's so wacky. They really That's did the get Ambrose it, did they? they? did not get it. It's hilarious. <laughs> Uh, but I want to put this in the best. I think that I think it, yeah. it's the significance of it is 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 it cannot be understated. Something like that will never happen more, again. But there was more nuanced storytelling. There was it was Rollins because obviously Reigns walked in as champion after winning the belt at uh, the WrestleMania beforehand off Triple H. But Rollins got back the title. He relinquished. He didn't lose it. He had to give it up because of his pagged knee. And then Ambrose got his revenge on Rollins for breaking up the Shield all those years ago. Wow! Wow! <laughs> All the chef's so kisses! In terms of the best, I think it's below Rollins. I think that's fair to say. Below the Rollins one, yeah, that's fine. Is it above Rob Van Dam? Yes. Brave, I know, but I'm for significance, yes. Oh, I'm gonna say that's no. gonna. I think that'll upset a lot of people. <laughs> I'm going to get some messages from uh, Rob Zakowski. I'm not going to tell you where I've put it. You can't, Gary can't see the tier list. I'm not going to tell him where I've put it. But it's in the best. <laughs> it's in the best all the same. That's all that matters. And then we're going back to CM Punk's first one. Back in 2008. Oh. It's when he took it off Edge. It was at the start of a Raw. Edge comes out to gloat about SmackDown having both world titles. <laughs> it wasn't obvious what was going to happen here. Batista comes down, he lays out Edge, and out comes CM Punk to win the title off the Ultimate Opportunist, which I thought was a, a lovely bit of a, a bittersweet... A, 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 what's the word I'm looking for here? It was Edge getting it done to him. It was Tasty hubris. Yeah. Hubris. It was hubris again, wasn't it? We talked about it with the Seth Rollins one. I remember watching this first time round and i think i watched the video of the moment over and over and over again must have watched it 30 times because i was a cm punk fan loved cm punk when he was in ecw the wwe version and uh that was there wasn't much to love about the wwe version of ecw but that was one of the things and to see him ascend like that blew my mind and it was it was a really cool moment and it was and it was as, as we said it was edge getting done to him what he has done to what he had done to others he was the first man to do the cash in and um i liked it i think that you know if we're going to weigh it in as well with what went on after um cm punk's could cm punk's first world title run been better yeah yeah he was very he, he kind of he was sort of set up as a bit of a fish out of water which was a real shame um and i like to see him do a bit more with that run, but which is why I'm gonna cap it a lovely, lovely, lovely. I think it's a lovely, lovely, mm -hmm. lovely one as well. It was just the fact that it was CM Punk getting a world title. That was the sort of like, wow, yeah, that's a thing that would never ever happen, surely, in Vince McMahon's head. <laughs> but it did. And then we're sticking with CM Punk, but this time he's getting the title taken off him. And this time we have Alberto Del Rio cashing in on CM Punk. Ooh, now this one. Which is not, it's not one of the better ones, Tom. I don't care what you say. No, no, no. I was going to say, <laughs> this one wasn't particularly grand. Um, 
it was it set off this should weird. I set, should I set the table for you? I th oh yes, uh, Gary, set the table. So we had CM Punk versus John Cena for the. It was after Money in the Bank when CM Punk buggered off and then came back way too quick. It was him versus uh, Cena for the World Championships with Triple H as a special guest ref. Punk wins even though Cena's foot was on the rope. Triple H did the count and he did. Oh, he didn't see it and all that malarkey. And then Kevin Nash came down, Tom. Kevin Nash came down and he attacked CM Punk. And that's when D Del Rio came down and won his first WWE World title with an enziguri. There you go. Um... Why was Kevin Nash there? Because <laughs> he got the text message. Do you know what I remember? <laughs> got a text message. Turns out that Kev sent it to himself. Was that a story? <laughs> Kev went on Triple H's phone and went, Kev, you are brilliant, mate. Go out there and beat up punk. <laughs> emoji, emoji, emoji. Um, yeah, that was, that was crap. Um, it was, it just, it, it, they found a really wonderful way to water down CM Punk. And because he was so hot at that point, to the point where Triple H was like, hey, let's do a story, me and you. And it was just, God, who sent the text? Who was in my office at the time? I know how we make CM Punk cool. Let's build a storyline around admin. Jeez. <laughs> and let's say, and let's, hey, and let's get Kev in this, and let's get Kev in this, and Kev could put over CM Punk. Oh, wait. Kev's remembered he's got a bad quad. He ain't gonna wrestle CM Punk now. So all of this, you 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 ended CM Punk's title reign using Kevin Nash, with the plan being that Nash is gonna put Punk over, and then the match doesn't happen anyway. So Triple H rolls his sleeves up and goes, "All right, I'll crack on," and then, and then Punk doesn't even beat Triple H, and then they're mates afterwards. Like, yeah. Oh. God, it sucked. It really it's, it's, sucked. It's the, it's, the bottom, it's the bottom two tiers, but it's which tier, which tier you go for, Because it's Gary? CM Punk, and I like CM Punk. Uh, and I, I want to put it at the bottom of just about bearable rather than getting the bin. Oh, actually, no, yeah. mind you, mind you, it's Alberto winning as well. <laughs> it, which, is a, which is another, another element of it's this. It's gone in the bin. Just put it out. <laughs> Gary, put it in the bin. Sorry, Paul. It was too bloody convoluted, and as you say, it just took the took it really. Did, why did it? Why I don't know. Let's move on. <laughs> Baron Corbin. <laughs> ben, uh, absolute bin worthy. Hey, here's, here's a, hey, the clue is in his name. Um, <laughs> so ben. we had the match where we had the likes of the ladder match. Sorry, we had like Nakamura and Styles and people of that ilk. You're thinking, wow. Give them the briefcase, they'll do wonders. And then Corbin goes and wins. And then we had a SmackDown main event between Jinder Mahal, who was the champion, and John Cena. I think yeah, Mahal was the champion, maybe. Uh, anyway, Cena was nailed with the briefcase, and then... <laughs> do you want to talk about it some more? I just find it so fun. It was all around the time where Corbin sort of... Was it that thing on Twitter where he replied to somebody in a not-too-polite way, and then that sort of trashed his prospects for a while there. Yeah, he, he, I, I seem to remember he had, um, he was building to a match with Cena and it ended up being like a really quick throwaway match with Cena. I think it was with Cena. Cena won. <laughs> and Cena just clattered him. I seem to recall. Cena won, yeah. But uh, it was, yeah, this, I can't remember the, the, the ins and outs of this particular match, but all I know is that, as you said, you've got this star-studded Money in the Bank ladder match. 
and Corbin wins. You have gone to a five-star Michelin restaurant and ordered a cheese sandwich. Like, <laughs> I just, I found it infuriating. Like, there was, well, right, who's Corbin got pictures of? Right, <laughs> who's Corbin got no, pictures of? He is tall and he is handsome and he has got tattoos and a lovely shaped head. All the women want to kiss him, Tom. Oh, That's God. what Vince McMahon oh, said. All the women want to kiss Baron Corbin. Of course they, they do, man. Lick. His <laughs> scalp. Of course, of course they do, Vince, mate. Of course they do. Oh. But yeah, just more about the cash in itself. We had the match with Cena and Jinder. Corbin comes down. He hits Cena with the briefcase. And then is out-wrestled, out-manoeuvred by Jinder Mahal, <laughs> who can't walk through doorways anymore because he's that bloody wide. He's rolled up by Jinder Mahal. There's all sorts of shenanigans with the ropes, I think, as well. But then, yeah, he's rolled up by Jinder. Not rolled up by AJ Styles or Daniel Bryan or any technical master. It's Jinder Mahal. You couldn't <laughs> hinder Jinder on this night. Right, for God. Right, Styles, Nakamura, Bryan. Uh, like a hot... Like a, the hot, one of the hot, a hot roster, hot, hot ham, a hot roster at this point. What's your title match? Well, it's Cena versus Jinder Mahal and Baron Corbin interferes. Bin it, bin it, and set it's it on fire. I, I tell you what, speaking about Jinder, as we're sat here on the 22nd of April 2020, Gary, he's been released. there's all reports <laughs> that he's ready to come back, oh, isn't right, there? Okay. I thought Getting you were going to been released. <laughs> oh, no. He's going to come back and have a world title feud with Drew McIntyre, isn't he? Surely. I mean, okay, for all the nonsense that I've just spouted about Jinder Mahal, that is a little bow that you need to tie, uh, or at least acknowledge. I, 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 I do not want to see Jinder and Drew fight at a pay-per-view for the WWE title, right? I want, okay, let's have a Raw where Drew comes out. Hello, I'm Drew, I'm the champion. Here's Jinder. Hey, mate, remember 3MB? We're mates. Anyway, I want that. All right, mate, let's have a match now. Oh, I've beat you really quick and clean. Well, that's done. Let's put you over there. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> that's what it needs it's to be. It's just a shame that Heath won't be there to oh. soak in the moment. He'll be back Bloody in five hell, years that's... looking as built as Brock Lesnar when he'll become the <laughs> WWE champion. It's fine. He'll have eaten all of his kids. <laughs> I've eaten my kids and now I'm hench. <sighs> Anyway, we're moving on now to Money in the Bank 2019. We have Becky Lynch coming out of WrestleMania. She's the Raw and SmackDown Women's Champion. Becky, two belts. As a match with Charlotte Flair, she loses to Charlotte Flair thanks to Lacey Evans and a woman's ride. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Uh, <laughs> Bailey comes down, brawls with Charlotte for a bit. Charlotte does a spear. Bailey sidesteps. She twats the, uh, the turnbuckle and then Bailey cashes in and wins it. And she's still holding it, right? No, no, I've said that completely wrong because Charlotte Flair won Charlotte, it. Yeah, cell. Charlotte won it Shut back. Up, Ross. Charlotte won it back. But, but then Bailey <laughs> won it back from Charlotte. So yeah. you, you, you're in the same timeline. It'd be really. Um, meh. Just a bit there, yeah. isn't it? Just a bit. Just, just kind of happened, that one did. Just kind of happened. Uh, it, it was a bit of a blundery way to do it, but it just kind of happened. Yeah. Lacey getting involved. This is when Lacey was a heel, of course. Lacey was doing out for me back then. She's obviously come on a lot now and sort of her with the inspirational stuff and being a nice person. It works better than being a heel for me. I don't know about you. Uh, she needs to be a heel. She needs to be a heel. Do you reckon? I, 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 the whole, like, I am a mom and I was in the army. Uh, it's just a bit dull. <laughs> like, <laughs> in, my, in my opinion, like, there's, 
like it's a bit she's a bit she's like a less cool captain america like and, and i got like I, I got no issue with like i think double down become a female captain america become captain america it just kind of feels half-baked but i think she's far more entertaining as a heel i liked how she had sasha written on her hand the other day with it crossed out i like that i like how you kind of set up your your hand as a weapon um but i'm not i just i like her as a heel more i like her as as yeah. smarmy heel more rather than i'm a mum and in the army um boring uh but bailey winning this felt like a bit of a just a bit of a happening didn't really and we were and we weren't quite at that Bailey yet were we? We weren't at like the Bailey. No, that we Bailey have wasn't now. healed. No, Bailey, Bailey no. wasn't there yet uh, with what she was going to do there and then. But uh, it was just there. The pop. I watched it back just before, and the pop was bigger than you might remember. Was it? But still, and yeah, it was. Yeah, but did, is, is Charlotte Flair taking one not doing stuff for your Tom? Ha ha, Charlotte Flair. Ha. No, me neither. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so next up, when. Bouldering through with the big red machine. I don't know where the hell that came from, Gary, but we're here. Kane does not mess about. Kane won the briefcase at Money in the Bank 2010, I think it was. He held that thing for 49 minutes. 49 short minutes later, he defeats a very short man indeed, Rey Mysterio, who had just defended his title against Jack Swagger. Huh? Uh, this was a mare. Um... It, it was nice he came with a world title. Uh, it was. You it was nice to banish the memory of 1998. <laughs> and he had and a long with it in with Steve well. when he yeah. held, held it for a day. <laughs> what we like, what we like to have happened then is have Kane come out and go, if I can't beat you, Ray, I'll set myself <laughs> on fire. Um, it was, it was all right. It, it, it was. I think it was a shock on the night. The idea that, as you say, less he's had it less than an hour, like very much like with Dean Ambrose, less than an hour, and going, all right, here we go. Give me your belt, mate. And you, and it, you could tell, like, Rey Mysterio has always been really good at selling being battered. Like, his whole title rated 05 was just big, or 06, sorry, was just big men destroying him. And he did it really well. And here, you just felt like, this is Ray getting a shoeing of his life. Because it wasn't, I don't, from what I recall, it wasn't just a case of Kane did a chokeslam and done. Like, Kane actually tortured him for a little bit before taking the belt. Yeah. Uh, so that added a little bit of a cool element to it. But in, in, the, in the history of Money in the Banks, this is one of the less memorable occasions. They referenced it on Raw this past week. Uh, with Rey Mysterio saying, hey, I know what it's like to be on the one side of the money in the bank. I'm going to be on the other side of it now. So I like they referenced it. But had they not referenced it, I probably would have forgotten that it happened. So Tell you what, I was, sh I was shocked that he won that match against Murphy. I, I really enjoyed that match, though. I thought it was, it was, match, yeah. I thought it was the best match on Raw that night. I thought these, those two really went for it. I was surprised to see him in the money in the bank. I was surprised to see him at the Performance Center. I thought he was booily. <laughs> um, but I was surprised to see him win the match. I thought it would have been nice to see Murphy do it, but Ray's still great. So I don't think he will. I don't think he will climb the corporate ladder and win. The <laughs> but oh, give us, give us like a, give us a six one nine from one office to another, or something. I don't know. Give us something daft with Ray Mysterio. 
Hurricane Rana off the off a printer. I don't know something. <laughs> oh, I hope we get a Hurricane Rana off a printer now. It's it's gonna be that advert from the the, the late nineties where Undertaker's we're a family. <laughs> that one. That's it. Someone gets like, thrown off a win. No, no, it'll be like that. It'll be like the we're a wholesome family entertainment where they're fighting through WWHQ. It'll also be like the WWF video game for the Nintendo Game Boy, WWF <laughs> Betrayal. I had that, but I can't remember a thing about it. You had to fight through like a WWE arena and Titan Towers to save Stephanie McMahon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we're basically reliving Betrayal for the Game Boy. I might do a Twitch stream where I play it. Uh, we're reliving Betrayal for the Game Boy. <laughs> the only thing I can remember about that game was it just used to play Triple H's theme on a loop, didn't it? Did it? I don't know if I remember. I think it might have done. There was what? There was one bit of music that just constantly went over and over. We'll do a Twitch stream in a bit and we'll play it. We'll all find out together. But I, as we say, gave Kane a proper world title reign finally after that bollocks while he held it for one day before Steve Austin took it off him. But as a moment, it is all right and nothing more. Next up, we're moving on to Damien Sandow, and I think this one speaks for itself. In the bin you go. Mm. This is the first failed cash-in. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it is. It was the first time that they that, that it was a it was a non-win. And what was sad was, it was a. It felt like as the minutes wore on, Sandow's not winning this because he didn't win it immediately. And then they, him and Cena, at the opening segment of Raw, proceeded to have a full-blow match. And and the longer it went, you went, he's not winning this. He's not winning this. And then he didn't. So what was the point? Was it was the just the fact that it was, it's the fact that Cena as well, where he's just like, you've got another up and comer. Oh, yeah. I know it probably wasn't Cena's call, but you know, it's the semantics of the entire thing. Cena's a made man. A defeat to Damien Sandow here would not have harmed Cena in the slightest. It it's, would have built Damien Sandow, but no. It's Ooh, the whole go. thing about not, about painting yourself into a corner again like if you weren't gonna invest in Damien Sandow as the guy why give him the briefcase why give him the briefcase give it to someone else like if all you're gonna do is have him win the briefcase just so he can lose in a 20 minute effort to John Cena what's the point yeah let's not do it get in the bin that is not how you money in the bank but next up we're moving on to Carmella who had the win, of course, the Money in the Bank briefcase twice, because the first time she won it, it was actually won by a man. Mm, so they redid the whole match, didn't they? Just so they did. Carmella, in the history books, won the first Women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Um, but the win itself... Was yeah, it frustrating, was... Tom. It was frustrating, that's the word you're looking for. Because, God bless him, Mike Kyoda. our favourite... Well, one of my... Well, I think my favourite referee, because nobody counted to ten like Mike Kyoto with, with such effort and such gusto in his sales. But in this cash-in, he must have seen a million cash-ins by the time this one rolled around. And Carmella's like, Michael, I would like to cash in my briefcase, please. Here you go. Here is the briefcase. 
and he wouldn't take it off her. He just kept shouting in her face, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure you're sure? Are you really sure you want to do this, Carmella? Are you quite sure you want to do this? Then he had to go down to ringside and fully explain it to, I think it must have been Greg Hamilton. This is what's going to happen here. And the whole thing just took so long and took it out the moment. And I love Mike Kyoda, but he ruined this cash and he did. He really <laughs> did. And I don't know why they decided to ask, is it, was it, was it playing on some sort of weird like pseudo storyline that we didn't know that like, Carmella is stupid and <laughs> I don't know like yeah that's the one thing that stood out to me when I watched this back was that it took ages for Keona to accept it like yeah. why what are you doing mate but then the win itself like you you could tell it felt like a big deal to Carmella which, which, which warmed my heart like you could see that her beating Charlotte even in this dubious manner felt like a big deal for her like it felt like a big thing to go to the top like that um be that as it may uh it's it's a mare it's another mare it is a mare i'll tell you why it's a contextual mare because asuka had just beaten charlotte sorry charlotte had just beaten asuka at the wrestlemania and Car carmella took the title off charlotte who had just beaten asuka so that just i don't know about you but it sort of like just put asuka down a bit more yeah, a little it, bit more than it already was. It it does it does sort of screw with the timeline a little bit because obviously yeah, Asuka couldn't get the, the job done with Charlotte, but Carmella on a slightly wounded. Who was it that beat up Charlotte? Was it the Iconics? The Iconics debuted and beat down because oh remember that when the Iconics were a thing, Tom. They were good, weren't um, they? They beat down Charlotte on the debut night, and then down came Carmella to cash in so it wasn't he like with the greatest respect to like Peyton Royce and Billy Kay like it wasn't like a, a wasn't like Asuka turned up and choked out Charlotte for that to happen like we'd probably look differently on this cash in had it been instead of the Iconics running out and, and attacking Charlotte had Asuka a vengeful Asuka come out and choked Charlotte unconscious different story maybe if that had been the case but it wasn't and as you say, it's one of those ones that moves it down the pecking order. Maybe bump it to just bearable then. I would, I'm going to say all right, because in all right, we currently have alongside Carmella, we have the Miz, Bailey and Kane. Is it any worse than all of them? No, I don't think it is. I'd put it in all right then. Yeah, I think we'll go all right. Yeah. So next up, we have Mr. Swagger cashing in his... Briefcase, he went to the Raw after WrestleMania 26 and sort of went, oh, I'm going to do it. No, I'm not. Then turned up to SmackDown. The next night, I think Edge had just beaten down Chris Jericho and then Swagger cashed in on a stricken Jericho with a lovely Swagger bomb to win. And he showed all... <laughs> the thing that made this moment amazing or terrible, depending on your perspective of wrestling, was the lack of emotion Swagger showed when he won the World heavyweight championship he had all the emotion of a brick it was weird it was like he was this big effervescent character before he won the title and it's like the title poisoned his soul because the moment he won the belt all the charisma drained out of him and that was the case for the whole title reign he was really dull i don't know whether having that belt just made him miserable or whether he was just told, go out there and be serious. Yeah, but they're serious and there's, oh, like, he, he stood up after winning the title and stood there in the same way that you'd stand in a queue for the post office. Just like looking a little bit annoyed at the situation and he just wanted to crack on. I just, I think that killed it for me. I think, that, I think his reaction to winning it could have potentially killed his title run. 
There were other yeah. factors in there too, but that certainly didn't help. I mean, we saw, we saw Hager in five-star wrestling. If he wants to be <laughs> flamboyant and showman-like, he can bloody well do it with the best of them. But yeah, it baffles belief the way they made him carry on. But yeah, where are you putting this? Because I, is it... Uh, uh, I don't know what I'm saying. Well, it's gonna, it, it's gonna, is it all right or is it just about bearable? I'm, that sort of area. Uh, it's 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 uh, it's going to cause him to order another helping of French cries, but <laughs> we're going to put it in just bearable. Just bearable. I tell you what, I, the thing I did like about that cashing was the way he turned the row and went like, "Whoop! I'm not going to do it." And then nobody was really expected to turn up on SmackDown because he'd just been on that row. I yeah. liked that bit, but the rest of it was just a. Bleh. Yeah. Did he lose to Rey Mysterio? Did he lose the belt to Mysterio? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And then did Mysterio lose to Kane? I think so, yeah. Is that is that the closest? And I don't, I've got no evidence of this. Is that the closest cash into cash in ratio there's ever been? Like how one title reign was ended by a guy who then immediately lost it to a cash in. It must be. Let us know in the comments Let below if you've got more time there. to do research. So next up, Tom, we have one that's going in the best, but the question is, how far up the best is it going? Edge, the first one ever. Is it better than Rollins or is it second? I'm going to say personally, it's the second best cash-in of all time. Oh, I kind of... I'm hovering. Yeah. I think... Yeah? That, oh, do you know what? If Seth hadn't been at Mania, I'd have said this is the best cash-in of all time. But I'm going to go with you and I'm going to say second best because it wasn't at Mania. The fact that Seth was at WrestleMania makes it a bigger deal. But my God, yeah. there is there is millimetres between them. This, I'm an old wrestling fan. I'm an old, old man. And I remember <laughs> watching this live. I remember it was the end of the Elimination Chamber. And it was, and John Cena had survived the chamber. Was it? It was down to him, Carlito, and Chris Masters. The ah, Masters of Cool. And the then Masters they, of Cool. They were, you know, they, people might think, oh, they shouldn't have been in a world heavy, like a, a world title elimination chamber, but they worked together and added something special to that matchup until who was it? Carlito turned on Masters, and then mm. Cena beat Carlito, and then, and then it, was, it was all a foregone conclusion once. Uh, once he split them up. But then you've got Cena in the ring, face covered in blood, covered in blood. Vince McMahon is coming out as the, as the chamber's going up. And Vince says, this night is not over. And we're like, and, and, and we're not educated at this point. As no, to no, what's we don't know what's next. Yeah. So then he, and then when he announces, he had to cash in his money in the bank briefcase, or words to that effect. Vince McMahon introduces Edge. Edge hands Vince the briefcase. And down goes Edge. And Edge walking down the ring. We see Cena in the ring, stood up, but like staring straight ahead with a bit of like a, are you kidding me? Tight face on him, covered in blood. I can't believe it, like. Edge walking down the ring. And from what I remember, he's pointing at Cena going, you're mine, you're mine. Oh, getting goosebumps thinking about it. The pop, <laughs> Edge, I think it was Edge speared him. I think Cena kicked out. The crowd were volatile. Edge speared him again, pinned him. Edge is the world. Edge is the WWE champion. Um, you have Joey Styles on commentary, given given a classic ECW. He got him. Followed by Edge has shocked the world. A line that just stays with you. Oh, it was great. Oh, I loved it. Watch it, and it just it was the first. 
and there is always something special about the first. It felt like a big deal. Loved You're it. You're telling me because I remember being at school and the internet exploded the night before. Mm. And everyone at school was talking about it. It was amazing. Because obviously mm. that was the thing. Like Everyone knew of the Money in the Bank briefcase, but nobody quite knew what it meant and how it was going to be like implemented into matches and whatnot. But yeah, it was just a fantastic moment. What a gimmick. Whoever created that is a genius. The only thing that killed Gen- them, though, the only thing that lets it down, Edge lost the belt about three weeks later. <laughs> yeah. We forget that part. He had, a, he had a, a, a live sex celebration with Lita on Raw. <laughs> he had a ladder match against Ric Flair on Raw, or a TLC match against Ric Flair on Raw, which I seem to remember. And then he lost yeah. to John Cena. But he would win it back a thousand other times. So that's all right. But what, a, what, yeah. what a, that first one at New Year's Revolution. Oh, my God. What a It time. was just how psychotic that kick out made Edge. That made the moment. Oh, Edge is great at being a psycho, psychotic really bastard. Is. He's so Doing good. Doing all that stuff, yeah. So good. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. Loved it. Loved it. But moving... Oh, this one's going to be a bit contentious, Thomas. Mm-hmm. We have Seamus from Survivor Series 2015. <laughs> because on one hand, we have, the ty- we have the tournament for the vacant world title. And Roman, who everybody hated with a passion back then, he beats Dean Ambrose in the final to become champion. He's the world champion. Oh my God, the smarky nightmare has come true. We can't believe it. But then Sheamus comes out and wow, Roman's no longer champion. Go Seamus. But Seamus was colder than an icy nipple, Tom. Because earlier in that night, Seamus was involved in a Survivor Series elimination match where he lost to a trio of Ryback, Kalisto and Jey Uso. (laughs) So he's gone from that to being world champion in the space of a couple of hours. But again, it was a fan... The moment in a vacuum was great because... We knew the machine was behind Roman. There he was. He was being made to say suffering, succotash and cringy stuff like that at this time. He wasn't connecting for a lot of people. He goes and gets the title, but then Seamus saves the day for all the smarky smarks and takes it away. Roman's left with that iconic image of him in the confetti with his head in his hands. But then it was Seamus with the world title and it was Seamus with the world title, so it didn't quite work because Seamus was Seamus. It was really weird. What do you make of it? <laughs> uh, I thought it was... Like this, I'll explain it. I thought it was one of the most arrogant uses of the Money in the Bank briefcase, right? It was arrogant because they beat for beat recreated what happened with Daniel Bryan at the SummerSlam. At SummerSlam the year before, I think it was. Two years before. Where there was the cash in there with Randy Orton involved and the... The, the electricity when Brian won and the absolute despair when Brian lost. They thought, we can do that here. We'll do that with Roman. We'll reap. Second time in his life that Daniel Bryan has got something over like Rover and WWE have tried to repurpose it to someone else. Trying to give Big Show the yeses. Are you kidding me? Why? <laughs> that made me so mad. Um, but this was... It was... And I'm pretty sure that, there, that there's someone online has like has, has done like shot for shot uh, one one on one screen one on the other of daniel bryan winning the title at SummerSlam, the the celebration then the the sudden pedigree and attack and here comes orton and then the despair after i'm sure they've recreated it bit for bit and they've just gone the roman one had the wrong it, it, like it was arrogant they just thought oh they'll get behind roman 
I seem to remember, like, it was just booze and laughter and na 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 hey hey goodbye. Like they couldn't yeah. care less. They couldn't <laughs> care less. Like it was, and Sheamus winning. I think there was a pop to an extent because it wasn't Roman winning. Roman yeah. wasn't leaving with the belt, so there was delight for that happening. Um, I want to. I kind of want to put this in the bin for all of that. For because it was a massive attempt at WWE trying to create, manufacture a moment for Roman Reigns that that, that a guy that at that point wasn't clicking, desperately trying to manufacture something to garner sympathy. But we have no sympathy for the man who is backed by the corporate machine. Uh, there's there, there is so for that reason, I kind of want to put it in bin. I don't know where, how you feel on this. I don't think it's it's bin worthy because it, it certainly made you feel things. But as you, as you explain it, made me, it there, made me feel like laughing. Found the whole thing <laughs> hilarious. Was that intentional though? No, were they, they, just they that wanted blind me to, they to wanted what the me fans... to be really sad, but I wasn't. Yeah, Roman in the like you say the picture there, Roman in the confetti crying. Like I'm sorry, <laughs> that's funny. That's unintentionally funny. We just watched an old episode of SmackDown, me and Matthew for the, the SmackDown Review podcast. And there's a bit with Steve Austin where he's talking and giving us an update on his neck surgery. And and you want and they want us to feel sympathy. Like and like a bit of come on, a bit of fight for Steve Austin, a bit of love for Steve Austin. So he's gonna come back fighting. But they're doing this bit with Steve Austin with his neck brace, you can tell he's in discomfort and you're feeling for him. But behind him is a full sized taxidermy deer. <laughs> that is that he's in perfect camera shot the whole time. And then Steve Austin's going, Yeah, I have my neck fuse and doctors say I don't know if I'll be able to do this and do that. And I'm like, move the deer <laughs> because that's killing all of this. And and the and the bit I think I found the whole thing a bit silly and the bit with Roman in the confetti crying was was the was the deer behind Steve Austin for me. It's <laughs> just like alright, you are so desperate to make us to get us behind this guy and you're pushing too much. You are too needy. You're too needy. Um so I'm good. okay, I, I won't I'll I'm happy to compromise though and not put this in the bin. I think it's just, I'll keep it out the bin. Because I, okay. I don't know, just because it's the smarky smart in me, but I remember just laughing. But I know that's not the response they wanted, but it's the response they got. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, was... so at least it, you wouldn't say, oh, it just, it, it, it's hard, it's a hard one. That's going to cause a, a few ructions in the comments. I, it is, I know it is. And you know what? I'm happy to defend them. <laughs> I stand by that. So speaking of that 2013 SummerSlam cash-in, we move on to that. This is the final Mon one. Um, that makes no sense at all. Final SummerSlam 2013. Uh, Brian versus Cena. Triple H is the special guest ref. Guess what happens? Triple H gets out his golden shovel. Pedigree to Brian after he beats Cena. Then the freshly authoritarian... I've called authoritarian. The freshly authority man. Uh, the stable in the wrestling. Randy Orton comes down and wins. Him and Triple H stand tall. The authority era really, really kicks off into fifth gear, top gear, whatever you want to call it. Sixth gear. My car's got a sixth gear. <laughs> oh. um, what do you make of it, Tom? Gary. Oh, well, Gary, um, it's a weird one, this, because I've just talked about it quite a lot in somewhat glowing terms, and there was this yeah. triumph and, and tragedy through it all. But it was... It was kind of what it represented, which which still irks me to this day, which is WWE genuinely had no intentions of getting behind Daniel Bryan. 
no intention of backing Not at this Brian. point, no. No. And they thought, oh, this is a phase, this will, this will bubble over. Like, it was only a few months after this, they gave Big Show the yes chance. So, like, oh, they're popular. Oh, we don't want Brian to this. Just give him... and, it, and it took, like, a, almost a metaphorical mountain being moved for WWE to go, all right, fine, we'll, we'll put him in the main event. And it, and, it was, and it was unlike anything I've ever known. And I don't believe for a second when WWE try and retcon this and go, ah, well, that was the plan. All no, it wasn't. It wasn't. Nah. You cheeky little rainbows. It wasn't the plan all along. You, <laughs> you wanted Big Dave and Orton in the main event of WrestleMania because to you that was money. And it wasn't. We want Brian. And you literally had to kowtow to give us Dave Bryan. Give us Dave Bryan and Randy. Um, but at this point, there was no intentions on him being the guy. And, and that on the night, that annoyed me. But I'm able to look back and and enjoy that a bit more because of because the of what ending. daniel becomes yeah and because of the absolute dickheadishness of the whole thing and how and how they set us up for such an almighty fall this was nxt do this all the time now where they flash up the the, the little credit logo in the corner and then something dramatic happens like this was like that before they were doing that that to the point of even having like the fireworks and all of this going off and then you do it like you literally you might as well have had the little credit appear in the corner and then done it like it is so dickheaded i kind of love it <laughs> That's the thing, isn't it? Because you can read all the reports that Vince McMahon wanted to do Batista versus Randy Orton in the main event of WrestleMania 30. But all of this, you had this and then the Royal Rumble where Brian was just unceremoniously booted out. Or was that the one with Ray? Which comes first? I can never forget. I it remember was the one, which one. It was the, no, the Ray one was where Brian was Ray in it. Ray was 2014. All. Yeah. R Brian was in the Rumble at all for that. And that was why Ray got booed. The and then the following return, year, yeah, sorry, he the was following like, years when he was dumped out. The following year, I think he was like, I think like halfway through, less than halfway through, he was he was hooped out. He was just out. dumped out, yeah. Because you like, look at this SummerSlam, and then the Rumble after that, and it was just all these moments that knocked you down so much that made the WrestleMania moments so much better. And obviously, it's it's played out quite nicely for WWE, but they didn't intend it for this for this to happen. But I can look past that, me Tom. I don't know about you. I can look past what they wanted to do. I can I can and look past it. Like like there's there's enough silliness going on in the world right now without having to get too het up on wrestling. And um, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go somewhere in the best because it, in the end when you look back at what transpired, it yeah. all came together and it all worked. Yeah, I I think I think I'd probably put it in the best as well. I think I I think at the time, let's see, this would have been I would have been thirty. So, oh, 29 I would have been when all this happened. Uh, probably would have been a bit angry about it. But, uh, you know, as I've got deeper and deeper into my 30s, less really gets me angry now. But I can look back. <laughs> it's just, just mortality mainly is the thing that makes me angry. Um, but, it's, but I can look back on it and go, you know what? It all panned out the way it was meant to. It was a hell of a moment. It was a hell of a twist. Uh, yeah, let's stick it in the best. Let's stick it so in the best. How far up the best do you think we're going? Okay. Do you think it's better than Daniel Bryan in 2011? Yes. Yeah, I think it's better than the yeah, I think it's better than the Bryan one for the twist. Um, do you think it's better than Dean Ambrose? Oh. Yes, yes I do. I think that's as far as we can go because the next one in the best is Dolph Ziggler and I reckon Ziggler's better than this Let's one. Let's leave it as yeah, leave it leave it there. Ziggler's Ziggler's so got a lot of love in this. 
That was the thing. It was like, yeah, back then he was very much on the up and up. But since then, the character's been just unceremoniously killed so many times. I've just stopped caring. Just absolutely wiped out. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, sorry, Dolph. But Why there we have it. There's our fault. <laughs> just for the final couple of minutes of this video, let's rank. Well, let's go through the rankings. Basically, Gary, we have the bin, which is Braun Strowman, fully deserved. <laughs> Alberto Del Rio, fully deserved. Mm -hmm. Baron Corbin's failed cashing, and Damien Sandow's failed cashing. Happy? Very happy with that. Everyone deserves to be in the bin. Just about bearable. Jack Swagger on Jericho. Brock Lesnar's uh, more recent one, the very recent one. Uh, John Cena and Sheamus from 2015. Yeah. Happy. Good. Then Good we have them. all right. We have Carmella's convoluted one with Asuka being well. Asuka's sort of standing in the in the entire grand scheme of things being involved. Then the Miz, Bailey, and Kane. All right with that. Um, yes, I'm fine with that order as well, that's fine. <laughs> then we have Punk in 09, Alexa Bliss, which seems like it might be a bit too high, I don't know. Then we have Edge in 07, and then Punk in 2008. They're all in lovely, lovely, lovely. Is, is Alexa Bliss too high there? Maybe move her down one. Move her down one. I'll put her in all right. Mm -hmm. That seems a bit better. And then just as my camera has one minute to go, Gary, we have the best which working upwards in ascending order, we have Brian in 2011, Ambrose in 2016, uh, Orton in 2013, Ziggler, RVD, then Edge, then the best of all time, which is Seth Rollins. There we have our tier rankings for Money in the Bank with 40 seconds to go, Mr. YouTube, with your Money in the Bank briefcase. Any closing thoughts? I'm in the top tier. <laughs> yeah, uh, you are. Money in the bank. You special is, boy. <laughs> Money in the bank is without a doubt uh, one of the coolest concepts WWE ever came out with, outside of the Royal Rumble. Genuinely, it is, and it's made lots of fun memories. Here's to many more. I agree with everything he said there. Thank you for joining us for this tier ranking. We will see you next time. Wave at the camera, Gary. 